Hey, Faith, what day is it? It is TV Tuesday. Ooh, and we're talking about aperitif. Can you say that, Faith? Aperitif. The very first episode of the psychological horror series Hannibal. Faith, do you know what an aperitif is? Aperitif. An aperitif is an alcoholic drink taken before a meal to stimulate the appetite. Faith, you sound like a computer. I know, I do. That wasn't you, was it? I don't think it was. Who was that? I have no idea. I am the master computer here at WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. You are very welcome, late night frighters. Faith, apparently they upgraded the hardware here and didn't tell us. I guess so. Wow. (laughs) Wow. All right. So here's a little backstory on the TV show Hannibal. Hannibal was developed for television by Brian Fuller, the creator of such series as Dead Like Me, Wonderfalls, Pushing Daisies, and American Gods. In addition, he was a writer for Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Voyager, and Heroes. The series is inspired by the Hannibal Lecter series of novels written by Thomas Harris. Thomas Harris is an American author who was born in Jackson, Tennessee, grew up in Rich, Mississippi, and is a 1964 graduate of Baylor University. He covered the police beat for the Waco Tribune while still in college. From 1968 to 1974, he worked for the Associated Press until he began working on his first novel, Black Sunday, which was adapted into a 1977 film starring Bruce Dern and Robert Shaw. Harris is an extremely introverted man, and between 1976 and this year, he did not give any interviews. His friend and literary agent, Morton Janklow, said of him, He's one of the good guys. He is big, bearded, and wonderfully jovial. If you met him, you would think he was a choir master. He loves cooking. He's done the Le Cordon Bleu exams, and it's great fun to sit with him in the kitchen while he prepares a meal and see that he's as happy as a clam. He has these old-fashioned manners, a courtliness you associate with the South. In his 2019 New York Times interview while promoting his latest novel, Kari Mora, Harris described himself as a nature lover and as a volunteer for the Pelican Harbor Seabird Station, an animal rescue center in Miami. So before we go any further, I just have to say while the uh, bumper was playing, there's the lovely piece of Bach music performed by Mr. Glenn Gould going, and Faith looked at me and said, did you write that? And all I have to say is, I could have. You really could have. Thank you. Thank you. You flatter me. So let's get into it. Without getting too far into the series and from just that little biographical snippet, Faith, can you see Thomas Harris and the two main characters of this series, Hannibal and Will Graham? Yes, I absolutely can. I can see it too. And that was new information to me. And now that I know that, it's the the whole world of these novels and these movies starts to kind of come together. So Hannibal, the series draws most of its inspiration, try saying that, from Harris's 1981 novel, Red Dragon. That was the first to feature Dr. Hannibal Lecter. The story centers around Will Graham, a former profiler with the FBI who was lured out of retirement to help capture serial killer Francis Dollarhide, also known as the Tooth Fairy. Lecter is a minor character in the book, and it is revealed that Graham is the man responsible for his capture and that they had a professional relationship before Lecter's incarceration. 
Red Dragon was adapted into a 1986 film titled Manhunter, directed by Michael Mann of Miami Vice fame, and starred William Peterson of CSI fame as Will Graham, Tom Noonan. You remember him from uh, The Monster Squad, don't you? He was the Frankenstein mm-hmm. monster. He was the Tooth Fairy. And Brian Cox, the great Scottish actor, he played Hannibal Lecter, spelled in that film with a K because of licensing rights. That movie was not a hit upon its release, but it has in recent years developed a devoted cult following, and it is a really good movie it's a really really solid movie harris's sequel to red dragon 1988's the silence of the lambs would be developed into an oscar-winning film which we will be talking about very soon on the late night fright 1999's hannibal and 2006's hannibal rising were also developed into films in 2001 and 2007 respectively which brings us to the series Paratif aired on April 4th, 2013. It was directed by David Slade from a script by Brian Fuller and starred Hugh Dancy as Will Graham, Mads Mikkelsen as Hannibal Lecter, and Lawrence, or Larry Fishburne, we're just going to call him the Fish, as FBI agent Jack Crawford. This episode marks the first meeting between Graham and Lecter, an event that up until now had not been shown, and has them teaming up to apprehend the cannibalistic serial killer that has become known as the Minnesota Shrike. Faith, what did you think of this episode? I really, really enjoyed this episode a lot, to the point that I had to watch more afterwards. That's how much I liked it. <laughs> I also had to watch more afterwards, and uh, we're going to keep our keep our discussion here uh, on this episode, but we will be doing more episodes of this series uh, in the future. I, I absolutely love this episode. I think it has a great cinematic quality to it. Mm-hmm. I think it... Uh, uh, transcends the TV genre. I think it's. I think it's really great. Now, I've always thought that the Lecter novels that Harris wrote they toe the line between police procedural drama and something you might see on television and a very hypnotic kind of dreamlike state. Uh, and sometimes it's not a very good dream. It might be a fever dream or a nightmare. But I think there's always been more going on in those books and in these movies than just straight thriller. Uh, they're absolutely, I think, borderline mythological. Do you agree with that analysis, and does this show have that feel about it? Oh, yeah, I completely agree. And I feel like it does kind of have those aspects to it. What do you think? I think this show does a really great job of towing the line, uh, as I said, between mythological and, and procedural. Mm-hmm. And you have two really neat characters here. So it's a really neat world. And this this pilot does a good job. It does what great pilots need to do. They introduce the main characters and they introduce the issues that they're going to be dealing with moving forward, as well as they do a great job of introducing the world. And this this is top notch here. This is A+. So let's talk about the character Will Graham. He's played here by Englishman Hugh Dancy. And trivia bit, he is married to Claire Danes. And I think he's really great here. He is an important character in the mythology of this world. He is the man who brought down Hannibal Lecter, and he pays quite the price for it in Red Dragon. He's interesting here. He's somewhere on the autism Asperger's scale. He's extremely empathic and introverted, as you would imagine someone in his shoes would be. What do you think of these character traits of Will Graham? How interesting are they to you, and what do you think of the portrayal of empathy in this episode? I think they're great. Um, I enjoyed his traits quite a bit, and his ability to feel everything is is really clever to me. Um I like the way that he can feel so much, you know, evil and wrong, and that's got to take a toll on him, but he still does it for his job. I think it's pretty cool. Right. I like the fact that they set up the dichotomy 
between Hannibal and Will in this episode immediately. Will, and they make the point that Will can feel everything. He is on that autism Asperger scale, but there's no narcissism involved, so he, there's right. no danger of him becoming a serial killer. Right. Then you have someone who feels things. Well, I don't think they ever really get into Hannibal and his empathy, but they uh, he notices everything. He's definitely highly sensing, and he does have that bit of narcissism and ego that creates mm-hmm. a serial killer. I like the fact, too, that Will Graham is the hero of this show, and he's not always very likable. Right. Um you, you're pulling for him, but there are some character things here. Just little moments where this might not be a guy you might want to know in real life. You might not want to spend time with him. He's exactly. kind of standoffish. And I like the fact that he's not just a clear-cut good guy in this show. Uh, he's He's got his series of flaws. And, and I don't even really call them flaws. They're just things that he's dealing with because of his condition. Yes. And as far as the portrayal of empathy goes... Um, you know, we've we've kind of skirted the line on this on the show before, but uh, I am I am highly sensitive. I'm I'm an HSP. I'm very sensitive to my environment. I am also on the empathy scale. I can feel things. I can feel other people's energy. Uh, and for those of you out there listening who might not know what that is, it's uh, sometimes as simple as you walk into a room. Maybe there was an argument in that room. You can feel that energy in the room. You can feel mm-hmm. energy coming off of people. Uh, Faith, you deal with this too. Yes, every day. We we deal with this on this is a daily thing for us. So, uh, for lack of a better word, I definitely empathize with Will Graham here. I do, I do not go through what he goes through on a daily basis. Right. But I completely understand what it is that he deals with, <clears throat> and I like that they don't make him a psychic. He's not psychic. He's just able right. to reconstruct these things using his. Uh, I don't even want to call it his imagination because it's not his imagination. It's it's feeling. It's it's a high sense of feeling. And one of the things that I really like, I appreciate that they did with this character is his fondness for dogs. What do you think of the fondness for dogs? That he oh, had? I, I like that because I, I feel like I'm that way sometimes. I'd rather see a dog than a person. <laughs> and it, it's an extremely sweet scene mm-hmm. with the rescue dog and then the reveal that he has a whole kennel in his house. <laughs> and uh, But I like... Uh, you know, a lot of times empaths have an easier time forming bonds and connections with animals than they do with people. And right. and that shows here with him. And then it also shows uh, that he is a protector. And yes. that's what you need to know about this guy, warts and all. And like I said, I don't mean that his abilities and his condition make him unlikable. It's just that he's not a, you know, a perfect guy. And they, right. they do a really good job of establishing that here. Now, that brings us to the flip side of Will Graham's coin, Dr. Hannibal Lecter. He's introduced about 22 minutes into the pilot. The Baltimore psychiatrist is played by Mads Mikkelsen. He is one of my favorites. He's been great in movies such as Casino Royale, Doctor Strange, and Star Wars Rogue One. Mads, to me, Faith, now he has a look somewhere between Joey Tribbiani from Friends and Dolph Lundgren. Oh, my gosh. Is that? Is I that... absolutely see that. And I don't know how I've never noticed that before. <laughs> and he, uh, as an actor, he always seems like there's a lot going on underneath the surface. He's mm-hmm. he's kind of glacial on the outside, but, you know, like there's a volcano erupting underneath the surface. There's always something going on. Yeah, I can and, see that. And he has a very unenviable task of following Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. So what did you think of Mr. Mickelson as the good doctor? And do you feel like he made this his own? I I liked him a lot. I have never really, um, I wouldn't say 
not really liked him, but I've never really watched too many things that he's been in, besides maybe uh, Star Wars and Doctor Strange. But um, I really, really liked him in this. He has a nice, like, mysterious quality to him, and I know he's supposed to be like that, but I feel like he brings something a little different, and I don't know, he, he kind of drew me in. I liked him. There is a uh, there is a place that is a bastion of wonderful thought, and that is called the YouTube comment section on different videos. <laughs> you always roll the dice when you go there. But somebody made a great point because he's the uh, third. Well, there is the uh, Hannibal Rising movie that we don't really talk about too much. If you like it, more power to you. I didn't really enjoy that one too much. But following Brian Cox and Anthony Hopkins, he's the third adult actor to play Hannibal Lecter. And someone made the point that Brian Cox is the most realistic Lecter portrayal. Anthony Hopkins is the most evil and iconic. And Mads is the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Of course, he does get a lot more to do here. But I I like him. And I, I was doing research for the show. And it turns out that he had never seen Silence of the Lambs before he took the role. He'd never seen That's interesting. Anthony play the character. So he wasn't going in with any kind of uh, idea of doing an impression or, or preconceived notion. So, and I think that really works. I, I really yeah. like him. There's a very likable, sinister quality to this character. Yeah, you and, want to really get to know him more. And that's Hannibal Lecter, Yeah, isn't it? right. <laughs> that's Hannibal Lecter. Now, we're going to be talking a lot more about Hannibal Lecter on our Silence of the Lambs episode. It's going to be coming out after this, so so stick with us for that. But I think Mads does a really great job here. And as we said, Lecter perceives everything, but he has a little more control over it than, mm-hmm. than Will Graham does. Do you see these characters as representing chaos and order? Yeah, I can see that a lot. This this episode does a great job of setting that up. And there's almost a superhero, supervillain relationship here. Uh, I was thinking about Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson from Unbreakable when yes. I was watching them. Yes. Um, so we talked about the two sides of Thomas Harris in the introduction. There's a very introverted side of his personality and then the very cultured, mannered side. I think you might see where I'm going with this. All authors, whether consciously or unconsciously, put themselves into their creations now, knowing what you know about him, do you see him in Will Graham and Hannibal Lecter? 100%. <laughs> I, I see it. I see it. And uh, what did you think of the way that this sets up the relationships between the characters moving forward? Uh, do you have any idea? Well, well, let me put it like this. When you watch this pilot episode, did you have any idea where the series was going to go? I mean, not really. Forward? I, I kind of know. I feel like what's going to happen, but I don't know how it's going to be played out, if you know what I mean. Um, yes. But I do like the way this was set up, how, you know... Like you said, this was the first time they had been exactly. the characters. Yeah, I like that it was like that it was set up that way. You're aware of the uh, the situation and the right. Uh, you kind of know what's going to happen, but you don't know how it's going to play out. So you want to see that play. They out. They set up some things that need to be re- that you know are going to be resolved, right? And some issues that they're going to deal with, you know, as uh, personalities moving forward. I think it's a really good pilot episode, and uh, this was a rewatch for me. I'd watched it when it came out in 2013, but for whatever reason, scheduling. Uh, I never took to the show. I never followed it. But so this is nice to get into it. And I think it's great to be doing this and, uh, you know, a little punny here, uh, sinking our teeth into something <laughs> that we haven't seen. So uh, so final question, what did you think of the humor in this episode? There's some dark, twisted little one-liners. Uh, I feel like they were having some fun with the fact that we all know who Lecter is and they let the puns kind of fly every now and then. Did you like that or was that a distraction? liked it it wasn't a distraction at all what about you i liked it uh reminded me of the show smallville 
uh, Smallville knew that they weren't ever going to have to deal with adult Superman. So they kind of let some things fly. I feel like they did that here in the humorous part of it. I think there's a dark humor to the Lecter character anyway. And they had right. some some real fun with it. Uh, you know, some little uh, eating puns, you know, yes. things, things of that. Uh, it wasn't a distraction. I didn't feel like they were cheap. I felt it was just added to the overall enjoyment of this. So uh, as far as pilots go, this one is really up there for me. I think it does a great job introducing the two leads. It gives shine time to the supporting cast. Fishburne, uh, you know, you don't cast Larry Fishburne, you know, if you're not going to ha- have him play. And, right. Uh, so we'll get to that when we move forward into the series. And uh, like I said, it does a great job establishing the world and the issues we're going to be dealing with moving forward. Do you have anything else on it? I think that's it. I am just upset that we had to stop to do this show. It kept me from binge watching I know. season one of Hannibal. <laughs> so uh, we are going to be back with more episodes of this series. And uh, we'll be back with more episodes on every Tuesday of some classic and newer um booger television as we call it so faith let's go ahead and wrap it up i am dan and i am faith and we want you to keep Keep your your monster monster on on a leash. leash see you on the other side